Chapter 47 Charles Abernathy poured a glass of ice water from the pitcher on his desk while contemplating the watches and oddly shaped small guns beside the pitcher. The buzzer sounded. Yes, Handley. Your three o'clock appointments here, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. Send them in. Abernathy concentrated on the items on his desk while the door opened and closed. The visitor approached, then stopped abruptly. Abernathy glanced up. The doc's latest toys, he said, indicating the watches and guns. He picked up one of the wristwatches and a small red balloon. Carefully, he grasped the watch between his fingernails and brought the balloon close to it. When the stretched rubber made contact with the watch, the balloon exploded. He nodded in satisfaction. Even when he held the watch inches from his face, he watched for the slender, hollow needle to flick one half inch out and then back again. He couldn't see it. In a crowded train station or walking down a street, a target would feel a small sting, no worse than an insect or even a rough place in his clothes. He set the watch down and picked up the latest sterile assassination pistol, a plastic weapon without the telltale metal trigger spring that an alert airport guard could spot for the X-ray machine. Doc couldn't do it without a metal spring, so he disguised it in the shape of a key, a very flexible key if the guard inspected it. Sooner or later, one would. By that time, Doc would have had another innocuous shape ready. That should work, don't you think? Abernathy mused. I think so, the man said. Doc gave me a demonstration earlier. Uh, have a seat. That's all right, sir, the man said. I just have a moment. Have to get back for a briefing. I popped in to tell you that uh, willing to take over the Mexican networks until you select your replacement for McClintock. Abernathy raised his eyebrows. You? What, you're certain you can handle it? Yes, sir. Only on a temporary basis, of course. Uh, I have a man I think might be perfect for the appointment as well. Cox, he's a good man. I want to recommend him. I realize that it will take a while for background checks. With your permission, I'd like to use him as a second-in-command, the man said. Let him make the necessary treks there and back, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, of course. Abernathy mumbled deep in thought. He indicated one of the items on his desk. Uh, you want this? The man replied quickly while taking a half-step back and holding a hand up in refusal. He just got one, he said. Abernathy nodded absent-mindedly, still deep in thought. Finally, he nodded firmly. All right, uh, all right, you take over McClintock's duties in addition to your own, for the time being. I'll start the background checks on Cox, too. Thank you, sir, the man said. Oh, and I genuinely appreciate your doing this. I realize it will be an inconvenience. I don't mind a bit, sir, the man said.